0: 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. we to start end with the Arizona Cardinals. Let's start today's 4 o'clock reset with the latest on the injuries from yesterday's 20-12 to 12 loss to the L.A. Rams. A.J. Green, there's some concern from Cliff Kingsbury that he's going to miss this week's game against Carolina. There is. I'm not not sure exactly where, where it sits. It sounds like it's better news. It's a bone bruise, but I'm not sure um, if that's going to be this week or maybe next week when he's back. Not good because you're, you know, hopefully it'll get Rondale Moore back, but you're without Antoine Wesley. You're without Rondale Moore. You're without DeAndre Hopkins. Andy Isabella doesn't turn around to find the ball. Like, you know, that was once a strength for you, and I think Dorch has been great for them. Not that AJ Green has helped a whole lot, but you're just really getting depleted with your wide receivers. It's getting very, very thin. We'll see how long he's going to be out. Zavin Collins should be okay. He exited yesterday's loss with a shoulder injury. The news is not so good on defenseman li- defensive lineman Rashard Lawrence. He
1: is, yeah, he had surgery,
0: so um, not sure of the exact timetable, but he won't play this week. Cast on his hand post game, so it looks like he's going to be out a while. He and had who? That was Rashard that? Lawrence, Rashard defensive Lawrence lineman, lineman. That was yeah. a big loss for them because he, you know, they they. They kind of got in, into that middle a little bit with Akers, so I think that they really miss Lawrence. Yeah, I think so too. He's off to a good start this year. Uh, offensive lineman Justin Pugh, okay, yep, should be a deal where he's day to day, and, and I'm
1: hopeful he can play on Sunday.
0: Left that game, came back elbow, yeah, elbow injury for Justin Pugh. Did leave, did come back. Big player for them. They really need him. But yeah, no Rashad Lawrence for week four. It Doesn't look like AJ Green's going to be going to play, and then we'll find out about Justin Pugh. Suns media day went down today. Jay Crowder not there. Mutual agreement between he and the. Sons that he wouldn't show up for training camp while they worked to trade him. Cam Johnson today was asked about Jay's decision this offseason and whether there's any rift between the veteran and the team or him. There's no bad blood between Jay and I. Jay has looked out for me over the past couple years. He's taught me a lot. He's shown me a lot. He's somebody that I could always call and be like, what is your advice on this? So it's just business. It's him trying to do what's best for his career. A lot of speculation that one of the reasons why Jay wants out is because Cam Johnson's going to be a starter and Jay is and that's yeah. why Jay wants to trade. What I reported just a short time ago is what I am hearing is that Jay Crowder wanted an extension, which he was not going to get, and was also told that he was, wasn't was going to start or end games, and that's why we are, we are where we are today. Okay, so he wants out. We'll see when the Suns accommodate that request. As you've said many times, James Jones is pretty clear, you don't want to be here? We'll get you be out of here. here. We will move you. See how they figure that out. Then there was this DeAndre Ayton moment from today's press conference and media. A day that kind of went viral. What was your initial reaction once the stars matched the pace was off? I was
1: happy. It was all done, I guess. That's it? Yep. Okay. A lot of reaction today on how
0: reserved DeAndre Ayton was in his answer. Yeah, I think you could you could absolutely ask the question of does he really want to be here? Yeah. Does he really want to play for Monty? Does he really want to be on this team? That was Dwayne Rankin of AZ Central with the question there. Baseball news. Troy Lavello announced over the weekend they are shutting down starter Madison Bumgarner for the rest of the season. They want him to go out on a high note with how he pitched against the Dodgers and they want to make sure Tommy Henry gets another start and Drake Jamison gets Another start, and that Merrill Kelly has a chance to get to 200 innings, so they're shutting him down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> It's good reaction. Yeah. I like that. All, All right. right. Send that one that one Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. What do you want to do? to do with the price of tea in China right now. Among other moves, they There's... also. Who cares about oh. Madison Bumgarner? They optioned outfielder Alec Thomas to triple A okay, I care about this. And they reinstated outfielder Jake McCarthy oh, from yeah. the bereavement list. Alec oh. Thomas had been struggling big time the last several weeks. Yeah. Batting yeah. average was down to, I just, uh, 231, the batting average was down to. But he had really struggled, to your point, he had really struggled uh, in September. He's hitting 127. Mm, yeah. 127 in September. September, he had seven hits and 55 at-bats. Yep, sent him down. Reno might actually go on a little bit of a postseason run, so maybe he can get some more at-bats there. Stay, uh, the Diamondbacks are off tonight, by the way, after dropping two or three to the Giants over the weekend, including, hey, surprise, another bullpen, bullpen meltdown uh, yesterday. Had the lead in the eighth. Shocker! That's the, the, the bullpen. lead had in the eighth. Sticking to America's past. Time he finally did it on Friday yeah! night.
1: It's deep to left. Taylor's back at the wall. It's 700. Albert Pujols has joined the 700 home run club.
0: Apple TV Plus with the call. I know we're not going to get into our, our normal topic here, but I'm driving in the car with my wife and son on Saturday, and my wife says to me, "Can you believe that the person that caught the ball didn't give it to him?" I go, "Yeah, of course I get." She goes, "Why?" I go. I go. That ball might be worth a hundred grand, hundred and fifty grand. How do you like you? You don't give it back to him. She goes, "Oh my God, some things are bigger than money." I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine." But like for some people, I'm gonna be, <laughs> that could be life changing money for some people. Like I, like I, I respect the guy keeping the ball. Yeah, I totally respect the guy keeping it. We had like a big argument like on it. She was like, "I would have totally given it back to him and just taken a signed jersey or a bat and been happy." I'm like, "Not me." I'm keeping that damn ball. And we don't have too much time to get into, but we should mention that both ASU and U of A football lost over the weekend. ASU, the coaching debut of Sean Aguano, and it was not good. No, Utah it pounded them. That was embarrassing. As expected, I mean, as expected. As expected Utah pounded them. I and Cal, 599 yards against U of A. Would you have kept the ball in no. Would I have kept the or ball. You kept it, giving it back to him. Uh, I would have wanted something in exchange for it. I would have just given it to him. No, I, I would have wanted—I'm uh, not money, but I would have wanted some kind of merchandise or signed something. Sign jersey and a bat, and you give it. To, would you give it? Sign jersey and a bat. Yeah, oh, I'm giving God. it back to him. Not, not me. A, but I don't. I You—you're like the one person who doesn't need the money for keeping that ball, and you're going to keep the ball. I don't need the money. I'm fine. I have a nice signed jersey, a nice signed merchandise, and I'm good. He can have it back. But Gambo's got to get that money. He's got to get that scratch that Gambo does. I can put that towards the villa. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to him. Yeah, in Gambo's to defense, him. some of us have to work hard in this life to get the money that what we want, you know? <laughs> Gambo's not one of them. <laughs> Gambo's not one of them. Oh. But our top story of the day today. Stafford under center. Takes the snap. Takes a knee. This one's over. Two more weeks until the Cardinals get another chance to win their first home game since October of 2021. 20-12, they lose yesterday. The offense goes in complete hibernation for most of that game. And the inability to win at home, here we go again. It's now been almost a calendar year since the Cardinals have won a game at State Farm Stadium. Can we, can we, are they cursed? Can they do some kind of crazy dance or something? Some sort of like are they sacrifice or something? Sacrifice? Right, you know? Yeah, I don't know. The Vikings would sacrifice goats and stuff like that. Sometimes even humans. Like, well, let's yeah, not what do are we that. I like, know. There, there's, there's a what are certain, you there's do? certain legal issue when it comes to that. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the lawyers God. might get involved if there's you anything. Won like a home that. game and you haven't won a home game in almost a calendar year. And the Rams, <laughs> the Rams' dominance, eleven out of twelve. I don't know. You know, we got so. Jacked up over the win against the Raiders and how they played in the second half and overtime. That there was a belief that okay, all right, like okay, they you know this is who they're going to be, and then they come up against the Rams and the same problems exist. Right? They can't they can't score. They get down early, no points in the first quarter, playing from behind, no pass rush, a lot of the same stuff. Look, if we're just being honest about it, yep. they're two quarters against the Raiders away from looking like one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, they've through three games of the season. Take those two quarters away, they have played like one of the worst teams in the NFL. In fact, I even saw something today from Kyle Odegaard that, according to one metric, one predictive website, the Cardinals have like the third best odds of finishing with the first pick in the draft. That's how bad. What? Yeah, that the Cardinals have the third best odds right now of finishing with the first pick on the draft based off of how they've played so far, how they look in the rest of the schedule, if you kind of play it all. They've played terribly so far to start the season. Terribly. They have. They have. I can't even imagine. I still think that they're somewhere in that either eight or nine win range that they'll win against Carolina. They'll be two and two. Hopkins, look, you said it earlier. They're just a different team. Kyler's a different player without Hopkins. Once Hopkins comes back, you can't assume this, but do we expect that though their offense will get back on track? If it happens that automatically, it'd be great news for everybody. I just figured by now, Cliff Kingsbury would have figured out a way to get the offense to function without him. Well, he, he still hasn't. hasn't. He, he hasn't. hasn't. He had all offseason to figure it out, and, and he, he still got nothing. hasn't He's got figured shit out. When we come back, Jay Crowder not at media day today, and if he gets his wish, he won't be on this roster in the very near future. How many days are left for him in a Suns uniform? Gamble's. Got some info. We'll share it next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo.
0: Oh, talking about Jay specifically? Jay, yeah. Um, no, it's an ongoing conversation. And after very fruitful and and, and deliberate Uh, conversations. We just decided it was best that he wasn't with us for training camp. Um, What that means going forward, um, I don't know. We don't know. Um, But as of right now, it allows us and affords us the opportunity to focus on the guys that are here and and focus on continuing to build the foundation that will carry us through the the rest of the season. Probably should have set that up a little better. That was our own Kellen Olson who was asking a question to James Jones today. and Kellen had asked him if he had heard that Jay was unhappy at the end of last year and if that is what has led so what has happened in the last 48 hours or so, and what happened in the last 48 hours is that Jay Crowder made it clear via a deleted tweet that he was not going to come to training camp, that he was not going to come to media day, he was not going to be there. And then within a day or so after that, if I remember the timeline, the Suns sent on an email saying they had reached a mutual agreement with Jay Crowder. He's not coming to training camp. We will work with Jay to trade yeah. him somewhere else. I was speaking with a, another team on Saturday that told me that uh, the Suns gave Jay permission to go. Seek a trade, like you. You know, we we have tried to trade you. We don't have anything. If you could go find a trade, let us know. we'll, we'll and we'll see if it works for you. James Jones has always been. The priority is that if you don't want to be here, you're not going to be here. And I've told you that. We've talked about this. If you, if you don't want to be on the Suns, you're not going to be on the Suns. They don't want disgruntled players. They don't want to go go through that. The problem becomes is, you know, if, if you're a valuable player that is, you know, a 20, 25, 28 minute a game guy that contributes offensively and defensively, you don't want to be here. Like it's hard to just say, okay, you're gone. Like you, you got to get something back you got to get something back. Now, I do know that Jay was involved in some of the trade discussions, for sure. I know that he was involved in the, the trade discussions with the Jazz for Boyan Bogdanovich, and that trade didn't go through because the Suns were insistent on getting Jared Vanderbilt back, the 6 6'8 power forward from Kentucky. Um, the Suns wanted him back in the deal. So did other teams that were talking to the Jazz. So now you're at the point where you've got this good player, good player on the final year of his contract. I also heard that he wanted an extension. The Suns wouldn't give to him, and they also told him, you're not going to start a finished game. So, his role was going to be changed a lot this year. Sure. He obviously wasn't happy with that, so he wants out. Now the Suns, obviously, they're going to move him. The question is, uh, and now it's now everybody knows they have to move him. So Which I, makes, it it makes it harder. It makes it harder, but you'll still be able to do it. I would think by, in my honest opinion, I would think by the end of this week, Jay Crowder is not on the Suns anymore. He tweeted out on Sunday, one must seek work where he is working. Wanted where he is needed! Exclamation point! I am thankful what for what these past two years have taught me. Now I must take on another challenge with continued hard work and dedication. For those of you who close the door on me. For those of you who closed the door on me, thank you. 99 back soon. I just want to make sure I read that right because he's, it, you know, it, it sounds like he's mad. He's upset. He's emotional about the Suns telling him the things they told him, whether it's the extension of the contract, yeah, not starting because of Cam, not finishing games because of Cam, a diminished role on this team. Look, you said it a second ago. The, the Suns, while I'm sure they'd love to accommodate a player like Jay Crowder and James Jones, wants to trade players who don't want to be here, they're also not in the business of doing Jay Crowder favors. All right? They're they're in the business of winning a championship. They need to find a trade that makes them better. They need to find a trade that adequately rebuilds their roster or adds an asset to the roster because Jay Crowder is a departing asset. You can't just say, well, we gotta get rid of Jay Crowder because he wants to go and eh, we don't really care what we get back, it's fine. We just gotta get Jay right. off the roster. You still Yeah, this is in Frank Kaminsky. No, no, this is one of your most valuable rotational players from the last couple of years. Valuable member of your finals run. I'm all for getting Jay where he wants to go, but you gotta take care of the sons first and make sure whatever you're getting back or how However, you address Jay's absence is in line with competing for a championship, winning a championship. That still has to be the goal here. It is. It is. And you've got it, it, I just don't know that they want to take the chance of like, hey, this is how it is. You're on the contract and have this veteran player. And it's been a good veteran player in the league. Disgruntled. They don't want to go through that. Right. That could bring a team down. Yes. So they may re, they may feel like, listen, We may trade Jay Crowder and not get back as good a piece? But the harmony in the locker room, you know, is at least isn't going to suffer. It's going to, it's hard to deal with a guy that's miserable and a malcontent and just not happy. And, but you know, that could bring you down pretty quickly. And I think in some ways, that's probably what they want to get away well, from. I, I, and I understand what you're saying. And I'm not trying to suggest that the Suns should play hardball with Jay Crowder and make him sit and rot and wait. Um, because they should trade him. They, for locker room harmony and, and for what they're trying to, they should trade him. I'm just saying you can't give him away for nothing. Right, you can't just give him away for the sake of giving him away because he wants to be traded. You still have a responsibility to try to find a piece that you can figure out a way that makes you a good basketball team that be, continues to make you a good basketball. Got to be team. teams that would want Jay Crowder. He's going to be a ton be, of them. Oh, it should be. A ton I mean, of there them. should be a ton. Well, you know, what can you get back? Right, because you know, you've got to match. You got to come come close to matching salaries. He's making what about ten million a year somewhere yes. around there. Yes. So you got to you got to find a player that's somewhere in the you know seven to twelve. Million I range. i think that it should be easy to do. Here's Monty Williams, what he had to say about Jay Crowder today. He brought a, a number of intangibles to the team. I think all of our guys would speak in that way about him. At the same time, these things happen. You know, and you have to transition and move forward. I totally am behind James and how we are handling this. And again, all the stuff that went on behind the scenes will remain private. But I, I think all of our guys learned a ton from from being around Jay. I tell you the biggest thing that concerns me about this story is not so much finding value for Jay. It's just another brick in the wall on what's been a really challenging offseason for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. It's been a real challenging offseason for the Suns. Two things. One, I thought that they were done with the players that didn't want to be here anymore, the yeah. way that they changed the culture, the environment, the practice facilities brand new. You've got Monty and James. You've got a good, you know, good leadership with your GM and your coach. You have a winning team. NBA Finals two years ago, 64 wins last year, best record in the NBA. You know, I thought that. Everything was good with that, you know, and that you weren't going to have guys that really wanted out like Jay doesn't want to be here. Like Goran Dragic didn't want to be here and Eric Bledsoe didn't want to be here and other players. Marquise Morris didn't want to be here and Marcus Morris didn't want to be here. And so you just I thought that they were done with that. But, yes, to your point, like you you were all in on Kevin Durant, which you should have been. You probably passed on a few things because you were holding out for Durant. You don't do anything. You didn't. You didn't do anything with the draft. You, you really didn't do anything in free agency. If you go look at the players that they brought in, they didn't bring in anybody that's going to help them that much. Just end the bench roll, guys. You're kind of running it back with what you had, minus Jay Crowder. Yeah. Plus the potential Aiton drama, the server drama. Is Dario going to be able to play right. and help? Is um it, is, is the who your backup point guard is still a question mark with sure. campaign. It's is that, that going to work not or not? not a final answer. Nobody knows for sure. It, it's, not, it's been a real rough offseason for the Phoenix Suns, and Jay Crowder wanting out is just another brick in that wall when it comes to how how challenging it's been, right, and, and how tough it's been. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, there were some questionable play calls down the stretch in the Cardinals' loss yesterday. That was just one of many problems that surfaced over four quarters. We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo show. Let's
1: go. Let's 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 go. Big Red
0: Monday and Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Twenty to twelve, the final score. Cardinals fall to one and two on the season in a game that, if we're just being honest, was really, really tough to watch yesterday. It, there was hardly a shred of entertainment value at all in that game. It was this, uh, you see the tweet by Vinny Vince Murata about thirteen minutes ago about Kyler Murray and the Kyler Murray became only the sixth quarterback in NFL history to have at least fifty-eight pass attempts with no touchdown passes, the first one since Brett Favre in two thousand five. The others are Kerry Collins, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, and Jay Schrader. Wow. How's Dan Dan like Dan Marino and Joe Montana on that list? Well, they, I, they how, threw the ball a how, lot. How they yeah. threw the ball a lot, but you would have thought they were so good they would have had eight. <clears throat> excuse me, touchdown pass when it was all said and done. It's going to lead perfectly into our conversation about the Cardinals' broken offense, which we'll get to in a moment, but it's 4.30. Let's update our Twitter poll question of the day here on Burns and Gamble and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Alright Eric if it's alright with you let's skip the one about whether Carolina is a must win because like 90% of our audience agrees that Carolina this week is a must Pretty win. Pretty much on the dot 90.2. Yes. Okay yeah so 90% it is. It's a must win game this week against Carolina. They lose that. We're in really big trouble a week from today. Uh, let's go to the one about what we feel the worst about from yesterday right? Go to that one and then and then give me a little Albert Pool Hulse on the way out the door too while you're at it.
1: Alright I got you. Real quick Quickly, what concerns you guys the most from the Cardinals' 20-12 to 12 loss to the Rams yesterday? Your four options are no touchdowns, like you guys just said about the stat after those long drives, Isaiah Simmons limited in his snaps again, the multiple injuries now piling up for the Cardinals, and of course, their slow start. No touchdowns. Slow start. Too many... We disagree. We disagree. Too many plays,
0: not enough touchdowns. you got to convert those long drives yeah. into touchdowns. Field goals ain't going to get it done. Ain't gonna get done. Ninety
1: percent agree with both of you, but leading the way with an even fifty is slow start yet again. They're siding with John Gambadoro, forty percent going with no touchdowns after long drives. And for our second one, let me congratulate both of you because you both just hypothetically, of course, caught Albert Pujols' seven hundredth home run ball. What are you doing with? Oh, it? is that a, is that a question? Yep, yeah, he we put it up. Oh, I'm questions. totally gonna. I'm totally
0: retweeting this one. Go it. Three
1: options. You keep it. You exchange it with Pujols and the team, or you sell it for cold, I'm hard cash. i that
0: bad boy! <laughs>
1: it's mine! It's mine! It's, not, it's, it's souvenirs
0: for the fans! It's I Malvin Albert said it! It's my ball! You can keep it if you want. I, I mean, look, look, I think a lot of it depends if you're financially comfortable. Right, if you're in a state where you're, you know, your money's okay and you're good and you're doing all right, and you can always have more, huh? You can always have more. <laughs> God. Haven't I told? Look, money buys listen happiness, up, kids. Uh, fuck money, fuck. listen. Listen, I know that Gordon Gecko, greed is good. Greed, money works. buys greed happiness. Yeah. Look into the camera. Well, you want? A, you want an Albert Pujols signed jersey or a hundred grand? Like, what do you want? What's going to make you happier? An Albert Pujols signed jersey. Look, you're going to hand him that ball. He'll sign your jersey. He's going to forget about you in 24 hours. (laughs) Take the money, kid. I mean, you can leverage more than just that if you're exchanging. I have no doubt my mind gamble is going to win this. As long as, look, if I were broke, I'd keep the ball and sell it. But if I'm not broke... I'm exchanging it for team merchandise autographed guys, by other pools. Listen, I got one more thing to say. The guy's made $350 million in his career. You want the ball? Buy it from me. I'll give you a first shot. You've made $350 million in your career. You ripped off the Angels for 10 years. I got a ball. Give me hundred grand. You get the ball. You have got $350 million that you made. You can't buy the ball for a hundred. I got to give it to you? You want it.
1: You buy it. You want me to give it to you for free? You can exchange cold hard cash with Poolholes and the team. You can set a price. Yeah, listen, look yeah, Albert Poolholes, you've got three you had, you made three hundred fifty million dollars. I'll sell you the ball for a hundred grand. If you want it, you can have it. If not, then I'll sell it to somebody else. It's our audience. It's a on close one. one. It's early, too. But leading the way, 48.2%. The good guys. Exchange with Pujols and the oh, team. If 1%, not even 1% behind, 0.6% behind is sell for money. And in 4.2% is you're just going to yeah. keep it because it's a piece of history. <laughs> That's the
0: people who find a suitcase full of money on the side of the road. Oh, let me call the police and tell them I found a suitcase full of money. Can I give this back? A guy gives you 40 bucks. Oh, thank you for my money. Here's 40 bucks. Who finds a suitcase full of money on just, the side of a I'm road? Saying, like, who, who, who found who, all this money and be who, like, who, I, I want to return Who does it. that? Who does that? All right, that's the poll question. Uh, the poll question well, if I did is find somebody's wallet or something. I would always return. Why the what? Though I would return. Like oh, you wouldn't I keep the money? No, it's because it's oh, not you mine. find a wallet. It's loaded but with hundred dollar bills. You wallet. would give it back. Really? My, the ball's mine. The wallet's not mine. Wow. The ball is mine. I caught it. It's mine. I own it. The wallet that you find on the street, even, I, I would not give keepers. that back. No, but it's not yours. It's not yours. It's somebody else's. They lost it. They didn't intend to lose it. It was a mistake. One thing is very clear through this whole thing. We know exactly where you stand on this, Gambo. You've made that abundantly clear where you stand on this. Yes, money buys happiness. <laughs> yes, that is your twisted make, view of the yeah. world. Indeed. It's not twisted. In the meantime, this offense right now, for the Arizona Cardinals, let's change the conversation to that because we need to change the conversation to an offense. You pointed it out: fifty-eight pass attempts, no touchdowns. This offense right now, without DeAndre Hopkins in it, and when Kyler Murray can't run, it doesn't seem as if they know what else to do. Well, they did get the ball to Marquise Hollywood Brown fourteen times yesterday. Yeah, did you? See, but no big plays. And did you see no explosive plays? Did you see the flow chart? The the route tree for Marquise Brown. I did not. I did okay, not. you can explain it to me. Uh, well, okay, so you know, like where he lines up yeah. and the routes yeah. he runs. Remember, we used to complain all the time about DeAndre Hopkins just, just lining up, up on left. one yeah. side of the field yeah. and not running very deep. It was the same thing with Hollywood Brown. Everything was on the left. Everything was short. Everything was on the left. Everything was short. Yeah, listen. Let's be honest. Let me let's just call like it is. Can't be too impressed with this offense of Cliff Kingsbury's. No, no. can't be too impressed. No. If you had all this time to get ready to play without DeAndre Hopkins, and you've come up with nothing. Nothing. That's my biggest complaint to answer you score yesterday. a point in the first like, quarter, three games in a row, no points in the first quarter. You're scripting plays, and you can't, score, you can't score a point. I get it. You lose DeAndre Hopkins with five games to go in the season, six games to go in the season. It's going to catch you by surprise. You have to adjust on the fly, okay? I get that that's challenging. You had all offseason to know you weren't going to have an offense with DeAndre Hopkins. This is the best you came up with. This is the best you've got. This 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 was the plan. It's a bunch of screen passes and a bunch of run and run around and kind of ad lib as you go. I mean that's what the offense is. It's a bunch of screen passes and then a bunch of I'm going to run around a little bit and everybody's going to ad lib as we do it. You know, it's 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 not a great complicated it's not a great offense. Plus, I mean, it does not have the makings of a great offense. And I know the Cardinals are banged up at wide receiver. I get that. But look at the Rams secondary they were trotting out there yesterday. Oh, and they were missing their second cornerback, their third right cornerback their four. So who did they target on the first series when it was third and two? Jalen Ramsey. Jaylen one Ramsey. of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, right? Like they were missing their third best that? safety. I, I mean they were they were so banged up in the secondary. And I again I get it the Cardinals are banged up at wide receiver too. But the 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 point is Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be great at the offense thing, right? Yes, yeah. Kyler Murray is supposed to be the great quarterback who can do crazy good things. And I don't even pin yesterday so much on him. All right. But, but it was, it was not a great Kyler Murray game. It was not a great Kyler Murray performance offensively. It wasn't great performance offensively across the board. This team was built and was designed and was paid for with the idea in mind that their offense would dominate games, right? Yes. That their offense yeah. would almost single-handedly win games for them. That game yesterday was there to be won, and their offense couldn't do it. Their offense couldn't come their offense, to doing it yesterday. Their offense should score 25-plus points almost every time they take the field. Sure. Every I? time. To your point, I was just looking this up because you mentioned something earlier, the Rams scoring 20. You know, if the, the last year when the Rams scored less than 20 points they they lost they scored ten points against the 49ers they lost ten points against Tennessee they lost the only other time they scored 20 against Seattle and one they scored 20 against Baltimore and won so there is a 20 but most of the point you know most of the Rams they're 34 27 34 30 you know they score a lot of points but the times that they there was one time they lost to the Cardinals they scored 20 and lost to the Cardinals and in the other two times they scored less than 20 they also lost yeah so when you hold the bottom, so when you bottom hold the 20 hold you them should down, win you got to win that game you got to win that game you got to win the game and the Cardinals with the salary and the money and the cap space that they allocated to their offense this year that was a game the offense should win for them yesterday they're built to to win games like that because their offense is great and because their coach knows offense and can scheme it up. I'm not seeing any of that. I'm seeing a team that without DeAndre Hopkins and if Kyler Murray is bottled up, it's like they don't know what else to do. They don't know what other options well, they they've got. They spent to keep Ertz. They spent to keep Connor. They yep. brought in Hollywood Brown. Honestly, without DeAndre Hopkins, like you should still be fine. should still be fine. That's it. You should still you be should fine. Still, you should still have plenty to be able you to win football Irks games with. You re-signed Connor gave a lot of money. You resigned. Connor gave him a lot of money. You traded for Hollywood Brown. Like you got Max Williams. You drafted a kid early in the draft to be a tight end. Like you, like you should be okay. Yeah. Why are you not? DeAndre Ayton caught a lot of people's attention today, and not necessarily in a good way. We'll debate the weird day that Ayton had at media day next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: 7 FM Arizona Sports Station, Burns and Gamble.
0: This exchange with Dwayne Rankin, the Suns beat reporter for AZ Central, has started a conversation all day long on social media about DeAndre Ayton and kind of what's going through his head right now. Let's you listen to. What us. was your initial reaction once the Suns matched the pace was off?
1: I was happy. It was all done, I guess. That's it? Yep. Okay.
0: Another Ooh. short one from DeAndre Ayton about his, how his emotions were during the summer getting the contract settled. I, mean, I was under a rock just working. You know, um, I was just leaving all that in you know, my agent's hands and, you know, I trusted my team. Eight second answer. Uh, not looking back on the summer moving forward. It's a six second answer. Yeah, I mean, I look back. You know, I don't want to take no steps back. I just want
1: to move forward. It
0: was. All right. Move on. Nothing to see here. Please
1: disperse. Nothing to see here. Please.
0: Usually I'm a guy to report stuff, right? I tell you what I know based on conversations I have. I'm going to go on by my, my just like listening to that. My reaction. That doesn't sound like a guy that's happy to be here. That doesn't sound like a guy that's like, Oh, I'm so happy to get I'm so happy we stayed, I'm glad we got it done and this is where I always wanted to be. I never wanted to be anywhere else. I I didn't get any of that. No I guess. <sighs> No. Happy, I, I guess. Yeah. The, the veteran sons observers, guys who are around this team every day, guys like our own Kellen Olson, guys like Dave King, guys like General Bourget of PHNX Sports. We're all, we're all on social media saying, look, not judging, just telling you that was an unusual press conference for DeAndre Ayton that we heard out of him today. Yes. Kellen Olson made the point on Twitter and he's out there at his desk right now. As a matter of fact, that DA's mood is kind of hit and miss for press conferences. And today, was a miss. Gerald, quote, I don't think I've ever seen DeAndre Ayton that reserved and down. I don't want to read into it too much, but it was pretty striking. Now, there's two very clear and distinct ways of looking at this. Number one, the way you brought up that he's not happy with the way the summer went down, that he doesn't sound like he's very happy to be here, that maybe he doesn't feel like this went the way he wanted it to or it should, or it should have gone. And the other... Is that he's decided to change his focus, at least for today, on being happy-go-lucky DeAndre Ayton to one of intensity, higher focus, more concentration, hey, goofy DeAndre Ayton, that guy's gone. Let's get down to work, DeAndre Ayton. That's the guy who's here because he was always that high energy guy, he dancing was, and singing and right. laughing and having fun. Like that guy's gone. Yeah, Cam Johnson was asked the question today on Ayton and his kind of short answers and his almost mumbling at today's press conference. I know he's focused. He's been in the gym with us every day, working, um, expanding his game. Improving on the things that he's already good at. And and he's just, like I say it all the time, he's a a 2K creative player. Like when kids go into the game and create the player, they look like DeAndre. Seven foot strong can do everything um and, and so his potential is unlimited so I, I expect him to just have kind of a laser-like focus this year and continue to get better as he has been that's the glasses half full version laser-like it's, it's fo- the laser-like focus it's not that he's being cranky it's not that he's grumpy it's not that he's unhappy about how things transpired this summer it's that he's got the laser-like focus that that is the optimistic view of what we heard today the truth of the matter Remember is a knock on him the hmm? knock was that he's the—he's oh, from the Bahamas. He's laid back. Laid back. He's kind of a—you know. Do, aloof or goofy or goofy. I don't know about aloof, but but just what's aloof mean? Yeah, aloof means you're you just you're kind of above it all. Whereas okay, that's, not, that's yeah, goofy. It, then just goofy. just kind of goofy. Like yeah. he just doesn't, you know, that that his casual, laid back, island like right. attitude right. is not the blood thirsty, driven, mean guy that you need him to be. It's why aggressiveness. You're right, not gonna it's gonna why get it. It's why he lays everything up around the rim instead of slams everything right. down the way everybody right. wants him to do. Is is what was reflected today, the new Aiton or a grumpy Aiton who's not happy that a contract got matched and the Suns basically saved $40 million by doing it this way as opposed to his way? I don't know. Listen, I was I, on, don't know. I, was, I was in the middle of a lot of the, the discussions. I was the first to report on a lot of different things, including Indiana was going to make it the offer sheet. It wasn't going to be a sign, a sign and trade, but it was going to be an offer sheet, and then um, I, I, I truly believe, based on everything that I was told, that he wanted out, that he wanted to go somewhere else, that he didn't want to be here. He wanted to go somewhere where he could be more of the man and get a fresh start. Um, and that's why they worked it. I think his agent was saying the same thing. His agent, I don't believe that they wanted the Suns to match that offer. That they will, That's why it took so long. They were waiting to see if the Suns would get Durant because then now you're not going to be able to sign me. Like, you get Durant, and now I sign an orphan sheet. Good luck. And that's where we, you know, I had those conversations with the sons. Well, you go to 80 million, night because if you got Durant and you re signed Aiden, you're talking about almost a hundred million dollars in luxury tax, somewhere between 80 and 100 right. that they may have ended up at. And that's where I think they were actually waiting it out so that way they could Get out of here! I think that's why the, it took so long. Yeah, look, I, I I don't know where Aiton is in his headspace right now. I, I really, really don't like you. I heard the sound bites today. I saw the reaction today, and I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't concerned about it. That I wasn't. I wasn't thinking in the back of my mind. Oh man, is is this is this going to be trouble? Is this going to be a problem? But how but- much overall concern? You, you we talked about this during one of the breaks. Uh, overall concern. You kind of left the roster the way it is. We don't know where DeAndre is. You didn't address that backup point guard. I know Dario was terrible in those those uh, those summer games that he played in, and he was terrible. He was yeah. awful. Couldn't move. Jay want, Jay's not going to be here. Like, I think there is an overall concern now. Hey, in the beginning, run it back. Bring everybody back. You'll be okay. But now it's like, boy, I I wonder if they could take a step back. I, I look. I'm worried about it. And if I'm being honest with you, I'm more worried about the overall state of this than I am about DeAndre and how we perform today at media day. But certainly that's a part of it. OK, that's a part of my uh, I've I, right now, all of it, Sarver, Aiden, Chris Paul getting a year older. Jay Crowder wants out. You, you look at. All of it in its totality, yeah. There's a little bit to be concerned about this offseason. Yeah. You can't sit there and say everything's cool, everything's all right, everything's kumbaya, it's perfect. It's all, it, it's not. It, it it feels like this team is in a really delicate, kind of fragile state right now, and, and that I'm just not sure how all of these pieces are going to come together when the season starts in a Chris, month. Chris Paul will be 38 in early May, so in the playoffs are starting and go, like he'll be 38 years old. Yeah, like. I mean, at some point, he's not. And look, I think his problem is I don't think that he's good in that, that setting of playing every other day. He is sometimes. Yeah. But I think against Dallas, I think he got worn out by one by Dallas and two by the, Oof! this playing every, day, every other day is starting to catch up to me. But I also don't want to overreact to a press conference. Right. And that's all today. It was just, it was a press conference. And maybe DeAndre Ayton was trying to project more of a sense of toughness and focus, and he didn't want to be the happy go lucky guy. Or maybe, maybe he was just not in a real talkative. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I I I want to be careful about listening to a guy's answers at a press conference going, Oh, yep, that's it. He's not happy. He doesn't want to be here. I mean, that's, I don't want to overreact like that. That's what it kind of sounded like. But I don't want to overreact and just assume he doesn't want to be here because of how he answered a handful of questions today but i will agree overall between the uncertainty with Ayton, the age of chris paul the absence of jake crowder the robert Starver situation looming over everything and the sale of the team it's a really uncertain time for the phoenix suns Most right now will was one of your he, he was, was one of your key players last year he's gone players gone. gone yep it's i'm not i'm not i'm not sure how to feel about the suns right now but i'm i'm a little concerned I'm a little concerned. That's the best way to say it. You're not alone. I mean, I understand it, too. You're not alone. Yeah. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo and 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, Kyler Murray, the Rams did a great job bottling him up. Can they find a way to win when he gets tied up like that? We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo show.